Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with a special guest, Jennifer Decker. And today we're going to be talking about Double or Nothing. No, you were there. I was there. You were oh, there. my God. Were you in the crowd for the whole show, or were I you was. backstage for I was. I somehow, I lucked out, and I got um, fifth row seats, like, on the, the side with the hard cameras, and oh, my God, I was losing my mind. I'm still, you know, like, even when I'm working around it, I'm still a fan of the business, regardless. Yes. So um, it's hard to, like, check that fan side sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, I I lost my mind just like everyone else did at certain moments of the uh, of the pay-per-view. Yeah, I had the same issue sometimes because, you know, my job is technically to – 
find things out that are going on. But when I'm like when I'm gonna go to a show, you get giddy about it. Yeah, and I don't necessarily want to spoil my own the surprises that I'm paying money to see. Technically, so I get surprised just like a fan too. Like I didn't know for sure that Maxley was gonna be yeah. there. You were I, we were all hoping, I think, but uh, you know that there were gonna be one or two surprises. I thought Awesome Kong was an amazing surprise. Such uh, a good surprise. I'm torn between that and Mox because I just I'm such a huge fan of hers as well, and I just thought that it elevated the women's match to a whole new level uh having her there and just uh the the, the tower of terror was amazing <laughs> like i'm still just in in awe of how well those women those women's matches came off yeah absolutely i uh i think that awesome kong was definitely a cool surprise you know a lot of people the pop it got though i just remember being like oh wow this feel like it, there were just moments in that arena that i don't care where you were sitting you got goosebumps absolutely and that was one of those, especially. And then when Mox came out, and we were, I just remember like frantically searching the crowd five tequilas deep to see where <laughs> he was coming out of. And I was just like, ah, losing. You can hear it on my Instagram story, me just losing my mind. And that's the part of me that's like still just a diehard fan. When it's done well, pro wrestling is one of the most amazing, uh, amazing things to watch out there but when it's not done well um which we can get into about last night if you feel like it <laughs> um it's it's just really disappointing yes absolutely you know i w- one of my first weeks here uh, i went on collider live and i tried to explain that concept to them of like dude when pro wrestling is awesome it's the best form of entertainment i liken it a lot too when i try to explain nascar to my friends i'm like you don't get it if you're not there and you've never been to an event live you won't understand the phenomenon but if you go to an event live i've taken fans i've taken friends of mine that were not fans of wrestling to live wrestling events specifically to all in or to double or nothing and i was like i don't think you realize one how lucky you are to even be here right now totally and two like the treat you are in for and when uh when we walked away from all in they were just all like holy crap i get it yep i was like yeah yeah that's like me with pwg for a long time out here where i would like so I'm like, oh, WWE, it's so, like, children programming, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, just come with me to this other show. Like, I'm going to take you to something. If you don't like that, I guarantee you'll like this. And I would take it to PWG, and every person I've ever taken to PWG walks away like, whoa, wrestling is awesome. This is so cool. It just goes to show you that there's different kinds of wrestling, though, out there. And there's a little something for everyone. You Absolutely. know, uh, if you're into that corporate cookie-cutter stuff, we got that for you. Uh, if you're into some... Uh, some out-of-the-box thinking type stuff and actual storytelling. We got that as well, you know? And then if you want some silly stuff, there's shows like that going on down the street in Burbank right now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, overall. Some of those cards that I see, like, some of my friends posting the flyers for, I'm like, that's such an absurd concept, but I'll still go just to see what happens. Like Brian got- Kendrick's wrestling, pro wrestling, and stuff like that, oh, yeah. where it's, like, these weird things that you're like, what is this? But I love them, but I they're don't still care. so weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, it's a it's a BYOB, and you're going to enjoy yourself. Or, you know, Joey Ryan's bar wrestling. Like, you just can't. I can't get enough of it as a fan. I know you're a Joey Ryan fan like myself. Were you bummed that he wasn't on the show at all in some capacity? I mean, absolutely. I mean, anytime you can have Joey Ryan on, it's going to um, elevate the comedy of it. And I mean, he's a phenomenal wrestler as well. So it's uh, people can have their opinions about him, but I'm a huge fan. So not seeing him like, you know, be a surprise. Intro- I, I'd already seen his schedule, though, so I, I had a feeling he wasn't going to be there. <laughs> yeah, me too. I didn't feel like he was going to get the Chris Jericho treatment where they were going to fly him in a private jet. No. We're not there yet. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, sadly. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, I'm like, yeah, I really, oh, of course I would have loved to. I mean, the Penis Druids 
was by far one of my favorite moments of All In. And All In was a spectacular event in itself. So it's like, oh, I still think I would really like to see um, Super Smash Brothers uh, take on the penis druids. I, I feel like that would be such a great match. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter afterwards, and I was like, oh, I'm all in on this. I'm, yeah. The Super yeah. Smash Brothers druids versus the Book penis it. druids. Exactly. Book it in August. Please make it happen. <laughs> God. I just want to see a dick go over the top rope. Are we allowed to say that on the show? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, Don't worry. Uh, oh, man, I didn't even think about it of the penis druids, like, <laughs> being the ones to come. Like, Joey Ryan being the one to stop the Super Smash Brothers with his new blonde tag team partner down the line would be a, a good thing I'd like to see for sure. Yeah, but the penis druids, honestly. Penis druids are the best. I miss the penis druids. I just wonder if they have the moves. That's all I want to know. In f- you know, I kind of felt like, and we'll get into don't the whole show. Don't pretend you don't want to see them try to do a 619. Oh. Like, just whip it around. <laughs> it's like, by God, he just took one out with his left testicle. Yeah, I, honestly, I wanted to see the pe- penis druids more so because I just wanted to see Jim Ross's reaction to that. Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine what how he would in the name <laughs> sweet baby Jesus? He's beating that penis like a government mule you know oh my god <laughs> um so overall we'll, we'll we'll get through each point but overall what you'd like to show as a whole absolutely happy with it yeah and i mean that's just not that's not me being a homer that's me just saying it was good storytelling it was some of the best storytelling i think i've seen in pro wrestling in a long time yeah my girlfriend she was uh with me at the show well not with me. She had much better seats than me. So I gave her. My, I had two seats, and they were in different spots. I gave her the good seats, but uh, oh. she said it was the best interview she'd ever been to. Yeah. She, 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 best one I'd ever made her watch. We've been together, you know, a good few years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, best one she'd ever watched. I thought it was pretty cool because you know she's not like the she likes wrestling, but she's not the diehard wrestling yeah. fan. So it's cool to see someone who um, is more of a casual fan, which more hardcore than casual. But it's cool to see you know people saying that kind of thing about uh, you know first pay per view for an event. Oh yeah, and I and I think that this is just if this is where they're starting, it's only going to go up. Absolutely. You know, because they're going to raise the bar every single time because they have made it very clear, the elite have made it very clear that they're answering to fans, you know, and that they are catering to fans. And I even you could even tell that in a lot of the guys that they brought in um for the Rumble, you know, I was watching their their scrum interviews and you could hear the same kind of echoing where it's like, I want to give the fans what they want so badly, yep. you know, because that's who our boss is. Yeah, you know, totally. if, without that, it's like the same thing with anyone that has shows on the Internet. It's like uh, without people watching, this doesn't exist. You know, it's just two of us sitting in an empty warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> It's just someone sitting in basements, you know what I mean? Like, that's totally, what the internet is. <laughs> and I liken it to Endgame. You know, Endgame was like, a lot of people said, oh, it was too much fan service. A lot fan of fan service. service. But, yes. like, that's what the fans who had spent 11 years watching all these movies wanted. We wanted to see these moments. It wasn't like, oh, it's so predictable. No, it's cool. Like, Those are the moments that you heard everyone go, oh, or like, yes. Or, yep. you know, it's, it's like, the yeah! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, a lot of times I feel... Like, when I am watching WWE, I sometimes feel like they're trying too hard to give you to try and they're trying too hard to make something happen that's unexpected. Yeah. But in doing that, they don't give you what you want a lot of the time. You aren't going to, uh, you know what it is? It's authenticity, mm-hmm. you know? And I've always been a big proponent of that in my career because I found in moments when I was having to play it safe or in moments where I was having to stick too much to a corporate script. Uh, I wasn't being myself, and it came off super phony, or it came off as disingenuous, and and I feel like that's not how you win fans over, nope. you know. So I, 
I, I understand, and I and honestly, like with what happened last night with Sami Zayn, I was just like, I get what you're going for. It's not how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's no. like you have to, I mean, it's like they were hoping it would go one way and it totally backfired, which is why they ended up editing it out. Yep, a- a- absolutely. I mean, if anything, they just bump traffic and awareness for, exactly. for AEW. There's no such thing as bad press. I feel like, but, uh, you know, like they, they, they took the approach of we have to acknowledge what happened. Um, which is smart from a public, any publicist would say we have to get out in front of it. We have to do this from a PR standpoint. They were doing the right thing. They just didn't go about it the right way. And it was going to, there was no way that that was going to pay off, but I think editing it out shows you're scared. Absolutely. First it looked gotten to, and then it looks scared. You're like, it's like, it looks like a scramble when you do something like that. Exactly. And you know, I've told, I've been told by sources that it was scripted for him to do. It wasn't like you. 100% that was scripted. I know. Obviously. If you don't think that was the work, you're drunk. I know. You're still drunk from this weekend. I was shocked. I barely have a voice, by the way. It's okay. I'm sorry. I sound like a dude. I'm right there with you. Well, I always (laughs) sound like a dude, but I, but my voice is also gone. I lost my vocal somewhere during uh, the Lucha Brothers uh, Young Bucks match. Yeah, that so. sounds about right. I lost it probably during Dustin and Cody too because I was man, there was just it was just intense that match. That was a lot of yelling and and I when I came back home, I had to pick up my dogs from my girlfriend's house and my my girlfriend's dad said the same thing. He's like, your voice is gone, dude. Like you oh, can't yeah. even talk right now. Oh, yeah. And I'm that's not normally me. My ears are still ringing from Pyro. I mean, couldn't be happier. Oh, Pyro is <laughs> the best. It was so good going to a wrestling show and seeing Pyro again. I miss Pyro. I I feel like it's only a matter of time before WWE follows suit and, and brings Pyro back, too. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, it just takes everything to a whole new level. I was just wondering the whole time, though, they were singing the national anthem. It went off. I'm like, I hope to God they told them that those were going off in the middle of the <laughs> anthem. Otherwise, they're just scared the crap out of that little girl. Um, but everything from top to bottom, even down to the anthem, was just – it just all felt special. And, like, that's the kind of events that you want to go to. And, honestly, it's why I – I mean, I would work for free if they would just have me around all the time because it just feels special. You feel like you're doing something special. Yeah, I uh, I was there for the way in. Don't tell them that doing. I said that. I will <laughs> Nobody show this to, to Tony Khan. That, to, you don't want that word out there. But, no. uh, but I, you, okay. you, you guys did do a good job at the uh, – the way in and even that it's like down to the last minute there's changes being made and there's there's things being added things being subtracted um and you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and i feel like that's something that i'll get better at you know the more time i spend around um the more time i spend around the industry and things like that because it's um it's different it's different than covering actual you know like sports like mma like i do um i want to approach it differently i want to have more fun with it because that's the vibe that the guys bring yes like the minute you get around them uh you just feel like you're around family you know and i think everyone kind of echoes that sentiment where it just it just feels like a really positive work environment and it doesn't feel like work yeah that's the real tricky part so that's when it's awesome to be working absolutely when it doesn't feel like work um that's like uh, Shivani giving me his email and I'm like, I know, I know who you are. Just give me your email address. <laughs> like, he was like spelling it for me. I'm like, I got this. Um, I can Google working Shivani. With, working with him and his son was, was fantastic. They're both super, uh, super nice guys. Um, someone who I was really, really, um, humbled to meet was, uh, actually Dustin Rhodes. Cause I hadn't met him before in person. We had just kind of, you know, been Twitter buddies or whatever. Like he liked my stuff. I'd retweet his stuff, you know, uh, leading up to leading up to double or nothing. And yeah, I met him and it's just, 
he could not be a nicer person. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> you're seeing him take color and you're just like, oh, no. No, don't do that. You're such a nice guy. Don't do <laughs> well, let's get into all those matches because yeah. there is a lot to get into. And I don't know how much time I have here. So I will. Sorry. No, no. It's not on you. I I'm a chatty person, so it's more on me. I'll start going off if I don't get myself on track. So let's go to the first match. Uh, SCU, uh, Christopher Daniels, obviously, Fink Rosarian, and Scorpio Sky against Shima, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann. SCU won with the best Meltzer driver. Uh, no comment on Meltzer, obviously, <laughs> from you. But uh, <laughs> what did you think of the first match? Do you think it was a good way to kick off the show? Absolutely. I think it was a wonderful showcase for the guys. Um, I always love seeing – I've known Sky for a long time, and so I always love seeing – him have those moments and he had some wonderful moments in that match yes. um felt almost kind of like featured in, in certain ways and yeah from top to bottom like that that match was just really well executed yeah absolutely i think that you know one of the things i felt like they needed to accomplish AEW on this show was presenting an alternative like something that's different than what you see on wwe tv and obviously you're watching wrestling so it's not going to be that much different, but you can change your style and the way the match goes and all that kind of stuff. And I felt like this was definitely a good start to the pay-per-view because it really was different than the kind of stuff you see in WWE. You had three international talents from China who um, have never really been showcased on an international stage. Uh, you had SCU there who have been, you know, uh, at least Frank Zarian and Christopher Daniels have been on TV before uh, you know, with Impact and stuff. But I think that uh, showcasing... guys had time with Ring of Honor and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but, but... I, I think that Impact... When it was on Spike, had a bigger awareness than Ring of yeah. Honor has ever had, and, I, and they were there during that Sadly. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah to <laughs> totally. And I think that Scorpio Sky was featured in this match, and I think that was important. You know, I think that one of the messages they want to show is, you know, inclusivity and diversity and stuff like that. And, and Scorpio Sky was given a huge opportunity here. He, he, he did a lot in the match and, and really got to showcase his skill in a way that I don't feel like he's really gotten to do on a big stage like no, this before. No, you're absolutely right. And I, you saw little bits of it at all in, and then just this time, a double or nothing, it just felt like it was, everything felt like it was taken to the next level. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a great way of wording it. And I think that, you know, with the, with the OWE talent, as much as I like them, I would have, I do hope that we get to see more of the, the smaller guys that are in OWE. Cause these guys were, they're three bigger, like size wise, yeah. they're bigger guys. Um, and at least comparatively to, to SCU. And so, um, I, I would like to see more of their, the, the different style they have. Cause I've watched their TV show. It is way different than what you see in yeah. wrestling they are it honestly looks like stunt guys they're like doing all this weird flippy stuff and it's real colorful <laughs> and it's 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 pretty wild um now granted we already had that with the women's match later so i think that's maybe why they didn't use some yes. of the more colorful chinese talent um but i think that at the end of the day i mean you know they gave them a lot of time they gave them uh cool moments i think that uh the OWE guys did stand out, and so and I really enjoyed at the end that it was it was approached more from a, a a mutual respect standpoint. That was something that was different at the end of that match, you know, versus a lot of other places that you see. Yes, absolutely. I, and I feel like like it felt like competition. Yes, it very much did feel like competition. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. This did help kind of uh, drive home the sports element that they yeah. want to get across. I mean, the whole show really did that in 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 the fact that they didn't have any any dirty finishes the whole show there no. wasn't one to my 
right? There wasn't – yeah, they were all clean finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah, the sports element was, was very present here uh, right from the start. It was there for the pre-show, too. I think that, you know, everyone kind of expected Adam Page to, yeah. to win the, 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 the Battle Royal. Um, and same with – I don't think everyone expected Kim Sabian to win, but I think that they did a good job of showcasing the, the sports element for sure. Absolutely. Right up top. Uh, okay, so you really liked the women's match. Next up was Awesome Kong, Britt Baker God, oh. versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. Uh, tell me what you liked about it. That Tower of Terror, it literally took my breath away. I went, Oro! And I literally just kind of held my breath, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. And I just remember holding my camera, just like, I have to get this on camera. Instagram video, please don't run out. (laughs) Like, don't accidentally delete this to Tequila's Deep. And uh, it was uh, phenomenal, honestly. The women's matches just keep elevating themselves every time. I mean... Britt Baker was it was great to see her back. Um, I hadn't seen uh, Nyla Rose or Kylie Ray uh, in person before. Neither had I. So both phenomenal. Um, really impressed by Kylie Ray's athleticism. I mean, God, she's jacked. First of all, yeah, she is. And again, meeting her at the presser, nicest human being you've ever met. She ever seems very nice. So when we had a chance to when they were like, yeah, some fans want to, you know, a guy wants to ask his girlfriend to marry him at the presser, and I'm like. He's totally, Cody's like, we have to give this to Kylie Ray. He's like, it's just her, you know, it's just her thing, you know? Who better to bring happiness than Kylie Ray? And she was just such a sweetheart about it. My girlfriend gets so mad when she sees those proposals. She was, no, but Kylie Ray was so genuinely excited and, like, nervous. Was the girl genuinely excited to get proposed to there? Yes, she was. She was? Oh, my God. That girl was marking out so hard. No, I didn't see it. I only saw the picture afterwards. Oh, no, no. She says... Of fucking course, yes. <laughs> that's how you answer. Like that's how she answered it, and the whole crowd was cheering. Yes, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, I put her on the spot once they started doing that, but yeah, I you was can't really like, say no when the whole crowd's chanting yes at you. No, not no. really. Uh, but it was it was so great. It was really special. Um, and they'll always have that footage, you know, which is really cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. My, yeah, my girl. It's it's. It's more of a person. Kind you of either thing. Love if your girlfriend loves event, wrestling. Yeah, you if your girlfriend loves sporting event proposals, or you think they're terrible. Yeah, um, my, I, I, my girlfriend's always been in like if you tried something like that to me, I would say no and not give you another chance. My husband proposed on a cliff, so I was like, well, you had an exit strategy. If this didn't go your way, so I can appreciate that. Um, yeah, at least you didn't do it at a baseball game. You know, that would have been a little bit too. Uh, Right on the money. Right race. after, right after the uh, what is it? The mascot race. Please don't do that. <laughs> you know, the seventh inning stretch and then a proposal. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, my own. Okay, so I'm going to nitpick in this match, and I'll nitpick a little bit here. But um, first of all, I loved Awesome Kong surprise. Like Who we said doesn't? at the beginning, I was a huge Awesome Kong fan in uh, TNA in her short stint in WWE. I thought she was awesome there, even though it was very, very short. Um, And I'm just like a huge mark for Awesome Kong. And, you know, I've been shocked that with her becoming such a big thing with Glow, that she hasn't been brought back to wrestling, really. And I know Mm -hmm. that she's busy, obviously, shooting the show, but you know, when they had, like, Evolution and stuff like that, I kind of expected them to kind of bring her back for a short little thing, and it never happened. So I'm glad that she she got some shine here. I think that because people, people were expecting Moxley or a CM Punk or something at the end. She was a complete surprise. Complete there were surprise. things that were complete surprises. I feel like she was one. I feel like uh, Bret Hart was another. Yep. Uh, yeah, and it was just those moments were those holy shit moments where everyone around me was just like, <gasps> and then the holy shit you know, chance started, yes. obviously. E- even when Brandy, because first when Brandy came out, 
I thought she was putting herself in the match. And I was like, mm, this is probably not a good call. Not because I don't think Brandy's a good wrestler, yeah. but more because I was like, it's going to look like Stephanie McMahon. Like, that's what Stephanie McMahon yeah. would do, you know? And they had the same I title. I think Brandy's taking a completely different approach. That's and why I got I, nervous at And first. I like it. Me too. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, oh, she's just going to do like what they do. Like, this is not different. And so in the second match, like, shit. And then when she did that, I was like, oh, that's so much better. That's such a better way of going with this. And then I don't know if it was shown on TV, but... You know, it looks like Awesome Kong and Brandy are going to be affiliated in some way going forward because mm-hmm. they kind of like walked out together yeah. after the match and stuff. Um, but my only nitpicky thing I was going to say is I would have liked to have seen Awesome Kong use a little more in the match. I felt like, and granted, I know that she hasn't wrestled in like a, probably, I think it was like 2017 was her mm-hmm. last match. Um, but I just felt like I would have liked to have seen a little bit more because because people were so hyped. She was yeah, only in the, the match for a short amount of time. The spots that they used her on were the important ones. True. You know what I mean? Like yes. They were the ones that people are going to remember, case in point, like what I've been saying, yeah. you know, with the, with the, <laughs> the tower, tower chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I think that they, they needed her for. And honestly, just to and lend even more credibility to names that people may not be as familiar with. You know, like I said, I was familiar with Britt Baker, but I wasn't as familiar with Nyla or Kylie. And now I am. And I feel like she, she uh, you know, Kong came out there and she put them over in a really great way. Yeah. I, and that's the only other thing that I was going to say is that I... <laughs> If she wasn't going to be used in the match as much, I think it would have been more beneficial to have Britt pin her. Mm-hmm. Even if it was like a roll-up surprise kind of pin. Not like a dirty victory or anything like that, but just a surprise roll-up. And then you could have built to Awesome Kong versus Britt Baker at another mm-hmm. show down the line. That was my only nitpick because I feel like because there's people like you and people like me who weren't as familiar with Kylie and Nyla going into the match, I feel like the victory over Kylie wasn't like as meaningful for the women mm-hmm. on the show. Like I feel like you, you knew Britt Baker was probably going to win the match and it wasn't like, okay, that, that makes sense. I would have liked to have seen just, I don't know, like a, something that see, made I you want to see the women you wrestling know, more I, I didn't know that she was going to win. Um, I just, like I said, I'm more familiar with her work. So, um, well, that's why. Cause they seem like they're similar to Adam Page. They're, they're very much like, it seems like Britt Baker and Adam Page are like, they're two young talents they want to get behind. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. So that's the only reason I assumed she was going to win because they've like since she was the first female. Thank God they you weren't sitting next to me. I couldn't handle these spoilers. <laughs> well, I didn't tell. Well, don't actually, be that. Don't be that cynical guy. <laughs> you know what's funny is I was sitting in the media section for wrestling media, and as you probably know, wrestling media can be a little nitpicky. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was funny. It was like living. It was like being inside of wrestling Twitter in person because I was just hearing little nitpicky things around me being said, and I was like. Guys, those are like, where are their mute buttons in person? (laughs) I'm just trying to enjoy this match. There was a guy like that that was sitting in front of me, um, and he just kept getting progressively drunker and more obnoxious with his wrestling Twitter. And finally, I was just like, yep, wasn't funny the first four times you said that joke. (laughs) And the guys next to me were like, thank God. Thank God, like you're speaking, like you're finally getting him to quiet down a little bit. That's like um, my best friend Kevin at shows. He's the one who, like, at, at, at number four, cool he's fan. over it. Like, <laughs> if you're going to go to a live event, remember that there's people around you that are also experiencing it, and don't be a dick. <laughs> That's very good advice, right there. I think that, and, and I don't want any all the media section to think I wanted to mute all of them. It was more little Just things like that in my you. head. Two of you were terrible. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I have no idea because I wasn't there. But it was more like I, there were little things that they were like, well, where's the commentary booth? Where is it? Where is it? And I was like, who cares where the commentary they desk actually, is? They were actually, were, they were up in the corner. We all was, spotted it eventually because exactly. they wouldn't stop talking about it. But I was yeah. like thinking like, guys, we're here live. We can't even hear commentary. No. 
And that one... was the one thing that I'm, I'm disappointed about because I'm such, I mean, I've grown up listening to, to JR. And so not being able to hear him call, I still have to, I would like to rewatch it back and see. I did today. Some oh, of it. really? Some of it. I would like to rewatch it back, and I would love to hear, you know, Jim Ross call it. I would love to hear how he and Excalibur worked together. I was really curious about that. And, I of course, Alex. I can answer your question there because I, I – for that reason, I was like, mm-hmm. I should probably go back and watch a couple of yeah. these so I can hear. Um, I think that JR and Excalibur had – awesome chemistry together i was that's the thing chemistry is built over time and i know that that's something that they've been working on behind the scenes as i've watched on um the road to double or nothing and um i think they may have shown a little bit on being the elite yeah they were doing like a little they have a dress rehearsal yeah they have like a rehearsal thing yeah and and it's you know just calling any kind of matches together it's just building a rapport you know some people you either have instant chemistry with and other people it just takes time and getting to know each other's rhythm and flow and how you work and um i'm sure with actually wrestling it's the exact same way it's like you just you just sometimes it just feels more natural than others, you yes. know. Um, and and having- I, I think with Excalibur, he's good at he usually sometimes has to do it alone, so he's really good at like knowing. I think that they meshed well together because he's like pumped to have someone who's at his level yeah. when he normally has to do it alone or ask. There's like a wrestler that sits beside him. Like, this is another professional who knows what he's doing, and you know people love Excalibur on commentary at PWG. Similarly, since I'm always there, I never get to hear him on commentary. So this was really besides All In, one of the only times I'd heard him do commentary, and I he killed it. Like he was, it was great because it was like you know Jim Ross, like Jim Ross's voice is so iconic, and he brings a level of credibility to it. Absolutely, honestly. and I think that. Because he's not as ingrained in like that indie wrestling culture. Yeah, that's gonna take time. It's gonna take time. And and uh, Excalibur is so ingrained in that that you know Jim wasn't really dropping knowledge as much as lending credibility to the broadcast. Yes. And and Excalibur was coming in there with knowledge about all these people. I mean, he's like the biggest wrestling fan. He knows everyone. He knows everything. And so it really did help with that. Marvez. Um, like you said, it takes some time to find... And a three-man find... desk is hard. It's like Renee. When you... well, Renee has a trouble finding like when she can jump in. You, that's have, to find those, you have to find those moments. Yes. And it's hard. I'm, when I've worked on any kind of panel show, it's like um, I know that if I was the one to... like They would direct traffic sometimes in your ear. And it's like sometimes if I was the last person they'd get to, it's like... Well, yeah, but these three dudes, like, they all just took my points. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, make a joke? Like, I, I just, like, what – it's trying to find what you bring to the broadcast yes. that's different than everyone else. Yes. You know, like, what is your angle to come into that thing? And that's the same thing that I did even when I was preparing for the roast is I'm like, what makes my perspective and my point of view different from everyone else that's going to be here making the same jokes about the same people? Like, how is my perspective different? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is where Alex needs to kind of find his groove right now. Because I don't th- I, I don't want to say he was, like, bad or anything like that. Because, like you said, it's, yeah. like, And it's one of the nicest hard. humans ever. He, we, um, you know, we spoke before the, the weigh-in, and he was asking me just, you know, how I wanted to be introduced and, like, a little bit about my background because I – we knew him through mutual friends, but, like, I didn't know him that well. And just super nice. And was like, oh, my God, I had no idea that we had all these little, like, little things in common. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I wasn't really familiar with him prior to him joining <clears throat> All Elite Wrestling or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, he seems to be very well liked by everyone and mm-hmm. has a solid pedigree. And, and so I, I have faith that he will find his, his position in that it's desk. It's all about just finding the rhythm and finding the flow. And, and, and to the more people that are at the desk, the more crowded it's going to feel. And you got to learn how to get in and, you know, pick your spots. It's kind of like being in a rumble. You know? <laughs> much so, It's like yeah. being in a rumble with words. You have to, like, find your moments. You I, know what I mean? I, I, I feel like 
and I know you said he's a very nice guy, but I feel like he could be used best if he becomes the heel commentary guy a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, and let's be real, being bad is more fun. Totally, and and that was really one of the things I noticed that was lacking of like the guy who defends the bad guys. You know, I I, I personally I like those commentary guys. Like I like Corey. I love Corey Graves. Corey Graves <laughs> is great. He's he everything he says is like so contradictory, and you're like that guy's an asshole, and that's why he's awesome. I love it. He's like the best, and so I feel like Alex could definitely. That that was the one thing I thought was missing from commentary was yeah. like the guy defending the bad guys. Um, but overall, they he's not a bad guy. He's just bad guy. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. It was exactly. It's exactly what they 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 could use. And you know, maybe that's something that they'll develop down the road. It's it's all going to be watching it grow, and yes. that's kind of cool that we're getting to see it. You know, in real time. Absolutely. I mean, it's fun to think about, and I think this is how they're gaining this following is is the the idea of like, oh, this is really cool that if this becomes WWE in 30 years, we were at the first events. Like, yeah, we were at the I was there. I was there. I was there. That's a really cool thing. Yeah, I mean, know? I even bought the shirt that said something along those lines. Because I was like, oh, I, Pro Wrestling Tees, when after All In, it was like, they, that's how they sold it. Like, don't you want to have the shirt that says, like, you were there if this is big in 30 years? And yeah. It's like, I remember Good I wrote. Point. I wrote Ryan. Fantastic marketing, tees. Ryan. That's what I said. <laughs> I wrote Ryan. I was like, "This is the best marketing you have I, ever done." I had some of the best shirts. They, uh, you know, I I wanted to make sure that I was, I was suited up for the entire weekend. So basically, my entire suitcase was like I had a going out dress. I had a nice outfit for the weigh in, and then I had nothing but pro wrestling tees. <laughs> so it was like my Kenny Omega shirt, and they all have like the sleeves cut off because I'm like a small human. Yes, you know, so I need um. I need everything to be small yes. and like sort of fitted. So my girlfriend's the same way. I'll my I just give her my leftover shirts. I really shirts. feel like it adds something, honestly. Um, it's tough to do that though. Yeah. I mean, I I've tried to cut sleeves off for myself, <laughs> can't do it, and then my girlfriend, like I know she is very focused. It's so she's funny doing. though, because uh, I I would get a lot of crap. They're like Jen. Jen, what are you doing? Why are you wearing all of this merch? And I'm like, because I'm a fan. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm still a fan. I still love it. Like this is my buddy, my buddy Sean shirt. Nice. <laughs> Shout out Sean Spears. Thanks for the shirt. Um, yeah, uh, no, he, was, the, he was one of the ones that I was really excited to see get a shot. He, he did good. He yeah. did, it was fun, even though it was short. It was. It, it was, was short. It was that was the one complaint I had. Is I was like, yeah, you really got in there and did your work, and got out fast, like. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm like, was, was the cardio not up from all of the months of being off? <laughs> yeah, you, know? you had a few months to to chill. Dude. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, but yeah, I I'm I the same really way with shirts, I, and it's weird. I get they. they I like that I get a nice, whole, like, I get a nod. Thing. I get a nod from guys at my gym, though. That's I good. get a lot of respect. Like that's when you know that you're running into real wrestling fans is when you get a random nod from a dude on the street, like. Or if they throw you a too sweet. Yeah, when you're in the Bullet Club, you always got to go and see a Bullet Club shirt out. In I had a guy in a haunted house one time at um, at Halloween Horror Nights. I was uh, at Ash versus the Evil Dead house. Mm-hmm. Ash stopped fighting all of the undead to give me a too sweet because <laughs> I had a Bullet Club shirt on walking through the house. And I was just like, respect. <laughs> Who knew Ash was such a huge Bullet Club fan? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's funny with the the wrestling shirt thing because a lot of times the wrestlers are like, oh, you're a mark if you wear the shirts. But I'm just trying to support. So. I'm just trying to support. So it's like it throws me off. Help buy Joey, Ryan, Joey Ryan's house, damn it. And like, <laughs> calm down. Also, how funny was it walking around Vegas? Because I mean, it was Moral Day weekend, so it was a big weekend in oh, Vegas. Oh, a big weekend. There was a ton of different events going on, but we would all kind of like, <laughs> it was, it was, doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> 
You know, like we would all just kind of give each other the nod, like, oh, you're one of us. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're not here for the Sephora conference? Cool, cool. Good, <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, no, it was funny seeing the like mix of like dresses and wrestling shirts on Saturday oh, yeah. night. It was like, a fun mix it of was everything. Great. It was great. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of merch being sold over that week. I mean, those lines were big at Dublin. Oh, yeah. The lines were big for the merch. All right, so the next match, uh, before I get too off track, uh, we had Jack Evans and Angelico. Versus best friends, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. Best friends won clean, like everyone else. Yeah. Um, and then the Super Smash Bros. attacked afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Super Smash Bros., not as known. Huge nod to indie wrestling fans. Absolutely. Um, but for the people, it's so weird because with having Chris Jericho and, you know, names that you that a lot of people in the mainstream recognize from WWE, there's going to be, like, those surprises that, like, are there just for the indie fans. Yes. And I feel like they were one of them. Absolutely. And so when some of the crowd was like, like, who are you? I'm like, shut up. Like, get with it. Watch the internet, you know? Um, also, like, they were teased on one of the things. I was kind of I was surprised. It was, a, it was a quick tease, but they did tease Super Smash Bros. on one of the Being the Elite episodes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, don't you guys watch Being the Elite? They were teased yeah. briefly. Um, but, but you're right, 100% that these guys were definitely for the indie guys who were there, the people who watch PWG and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, Young Bucks and Super Smash Bros. have had great matches together. So me Very personally... Much. I was pumped. I was like, yeah, yes. Super Smash Bros. Um, you know, I haven't seen a bunch of them live, but I saw um, Numero Dos multiple times live. I think he's great. <laughs> and so I personally was pumped. Uh, I think that... The only thing I was disappointed about is they were all wearing that like bright neon yellow goalpost color. And I was like, when the lights went out, I was like, they really should be glowing in the dark right now. <laughs> That's a good point. I just thought it was interesting. That- I was like, are they going to turn the lights off? Is this going to be like a Naomi Glow moment? No. That would have been cool. No. It should didn't. have been more glowing involved in that segment. It really should have. I mean, <laughs> best friends, it's very psychedelic. Yeah, their uh, their entrance video was one of the best things I've ever seen. I was shout dying. Shout out to whoever made that. Super shout out to whoever made that. I'm, I, I tweeted about it, and Chuck Taylor tweeted saying, like, at AEW asking them to release the full the video. Full video. People need to see that full video because it wasn't focused on during the broadcast, and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was like people holding hands and then like children holding hands and then aliens and ghosts and dogs licking the camera. So many weird things. Awesome. My only uh... – I was like, oh, I was like, I definitely didn't take an edible. What is happening right now? (laughs) But I remember that was the point in the show where I was like, oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think, you know, it's funny. I didn't think about it until you just pointed out right there with the Super Smash Bros. But this whole match was kind of like the the indie spotlight uh, of the card. I mean, Jack Evans has been on the indie scene forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you follow indie wrestling, you're a fan of Jack Evans probably. Or maybe not a fan just based on things you've heard about him. But as Mm wrestling-wise, like he's been a mainstay in, in indie wrestling for so long. He's like one of the... You know, innovators of flippy wrestling, you know, and flippy. Yeah. He's one of the flippy guys. He's definitely one of the flippy guys. And then, you know, Trent Beretta, even though he was in WWE for, for a minute, I mean, he did break out in the indies, you know, and Chuck Taylor is a guy who was kind of like, who was like that guy who everyone thought should have broken out but hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that they gave the spotlight to a bunch of guys here who probably should have been more famous five years ago you know yeah. like and and, I, and that's honestly what the whole mission of aew has felt like from the beginning is that they uh 
they really support people that kind of got looked over or that didn't get their shot or maybe got their shot and it just didn't go their way, yep. you know? And that was something that I was going to bring up even in the in the presser was that uh, that's I feel like the only re- one of the only reasons I'm there is I was looked over so many different times by the industry and it just feels like a place to belong to those kind of people that are talented and uh, I think Brandy and Cody and the and the Bucks and uh, everyone there at AEW they just believe in that type of talent they believe in second chances they believe in redemption they believe in giving people shots that wouldn't get them you know like it's all about like rooting for that underdog yep. and I feel like that message just kind of resonates throughout the whole company that it's like uh, we're scrappy you yeah. know and they're they're here to stay absolutely I mean I you know Tony Khan in the media scrum afterwards was asked about the whole you know, the competitive element of WWE versus, you know, them versus WWE. And he said something along the lines of like, you know, people are telling me that I should draw a line in the sand for my talent and be like, either we're not talking about WWE or we are. And he basically said, you know, if, if competition fuels some of the people here, then I like that. You know, our mission statement isn't competition necessarily. We just want to put out a great yeah, wrestling product. Yeah, that's not their mission statement. But it's if, about inclusivity and wrestling for everyone. But he was know? like, but it's if, about entertainment for everyone. Absolutely. And he was like, but if, you know, if there are people who are fueled by competition, a la Cody Rhodes and Dustin, more power to them. Like exactly. that, that makes sense. You know, obviously if that fuels them to be the best performer they can be, then I want that best performer they can be. I think John Moxley is another example of that as someone who, you, kind of like you mentioned, he was pushed very heavily, but I don't think it was ever in the way that he envisioned himself. He never, being. yeah, I don't think, and I don't think he ever saw himself. He, I don't think he ever felt like himself when he was at WWE. If you look at the way, uh, all the promos that he cut this weekend and all of the the work he did this weekend, you're just like, wow, that is what we could have gotten. You know, it was the, now you look at that and you look at his work with the shield and you're like, Oh, we just got like this watered down version of you. And like, if I'm a, if I'm a wrestler and I'm, you know, considering signing with WWE, I'm looking at that going, okay, am I willing to sacrifice creative, you know, my creative rights basically to this, this character and this person that I've built and this persona that I've built in order to be what they want me to be. Do they have a greater vision than me? I don't know. You know, um, like some take someone like a Joey Ryan that's built this whole persona that everyone loves and is um you know you either love it or you hate it. I'm personally a huge fan. Love it. Um, exactly. There's just an element of not taking themselves too seriously, but you know for a fact they're not going to be grabbing dicks on Raw. Yep. Like you're just. I mean, the name says they should, but <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But they they're not going to be doing that. Yep. Um, so it just makes you go. Okay, well, if he were to sign some kind of contract with the WWE, what's the new Joey Ryan going to look like? And are we going to love him as much? Probably not. Mm-mm. And it's like Luke Harper. I, I think Luke Harper is a perfect example. I think that oh my God, people yes. love Luke Harper. You know, love Luke Harper. They think he's great. Um, and then you see that statement that he posted when he was, you know, when he talked about how he asked for his release recently. And the dude seems like depressed, depressed. over his own talent. Yeah. And you go, what the hell, man? Like, he is so talented. And just the fact that. Just because one guy doesn't see it in him, it's like made this person depressed. And that's why I do love that there's a – it seems like there's another company coming up where people aren't going to necessarily have to be handcuffed. You know, you you are going to have an option. You know, I I don't think alternative is just for the fans. I think alternative is for the the wrestlers too. You know, that they're going to finally get to have some creative freedom here. That They're going to actually get to – 
be professional wrestlers. You know, the professional wrestling we grew up with wasn't scripted like it is now. You no. know, I mean, like the, they, the professional wrestlers were part of their character. Like the, their character was there. And that's something there. that I love about what Cody's been doing is you just you feel it feels authentic. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel put on. It doesn't feel like some gimmick. It's just Cody. Yep. You know, and that's what I feel like a lot of the talent that I'm seeing you know, with AEW is doing is they're just really embracing themselves and like that part of themselves that's in their wrestling gimmick. I think that's why being the elite has been so popular. Is Absolutely. That, is that they took, I mean, there are guys like Hangman and Flip who had characters, quote unquote, and they just kind of tweaked it a little bit to feel more like them uh, on being the elite. And they all, the, the, they became bigger names in wrestling. You oh my know? God. Yeah. I, I think that being the elite has done so much. I mean, and I, I think it has, it's been a grassroots you know, movement for this whole AEW thing. And I I really enjoy it. I enjoy the comedy aspects of it as much as I enjoy just like it kind of cuts down on all of the the BS, like the talking that you would see on like a three hour of Raw. Yes, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that's, and it's condensed and it feels real and it feels like there's special moments in it. And so when you see those things happen on a, like a live event – like those kind of moments felt special to me. It felt like winks for people that are watching being the elite because Absolutely. not everyone that was there watches that stuff. They're just, they're just there for the wrestling, yes. you know? So when those type moments get acknowledged in, uh, and get called back to like even at pressers or at the, at the event itself, you're just like, Oh, you know, I'm, in, for I'm, me, in I, it, I'm in this. Totally. Yeah. I'm in this. Yeah. I'm a fan. Think, I'm in this. I actually think that is the huge difference between. Hope that made sense. No, that totally made it's sense. <laughs> no, that totally made sense to me. Cause I feel like, when I watch WWE, it's like, and I love rest. I love WWE, but 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 when I watch it, sometimes I feel like it's like you're gonna like. Let me that. It's like, it's like um, you're watching someone else's inside joke. Like you're, you're not part of it. It's like yeah. they're telling you what you're gonna watch type thing. And I feel like when I watch Being the Elite, it feels like it was made for me. Oh it yeah. Was made, it was like they're they're it's it's inside jokes that you're inside on. You know, like hundred percent. Get where they're coming from. You get why they were made. And and WWE, it's like there are inside jokes, but you're not privy to them. No. And the wrestlers and it don't feels really very, like the fans. And it feels very like, huh? Yeah. Whenever, it's like when you walk up to a group of friends and they're cracking jokes about something. Oh, you had to be there. <laughs> totally. that's, that's what a lot of the, a lot of the WWE jokes that get made. I'm just like, oh, I must I must not have been there for that one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I I I think that even though people were chanting "Who are you?" at Super Smash Bros. Um, you'll know soon. You'll know soon. But if I, you don't know, you'll know soon. I think ultimately it was a good decision to have them debut here, even though personally. As someone who has ADD, for real, not just someone who says that, <laughs> like, I, I think that I don't necessarily like five-hour wrestling shows. Mm -hmm. I don't like five-hour any shows. I don't like sitting anywhere five hours. So I, I, there are things maybe I would have cut, um, but people – I think it was uh, effective in what, it, in what mm -hmm. they were trying to do. And, and really, they want to push tag team wrestling. And so um, this, this Everyone else is bearing it, so yes. why not? Yes, absolutely. And push I, it. You, and, have, you have arguably – the two best guys at it. Yes. You and, know? And I think that, you know, they had three surprises. You know, Awesome Kong was for people who knew the Young Bucks in uh, TNA and followed TNA and was for that kind of crowd. You yeah. know, uh, you know the, the best friends who followed them in PWG. And I think that, uh, you know, Moxley was for, like, the wrestling fans, for everyone. Yeah. Like, that was going to be get them the most press, get the most eyes on what they're doing of, like, oh, these guys, these guys aren't fucking around. Nope. You know? So, uh, yeah, I, I think it was a good surprise, even though if – 
if it, if it were up to me, I probably would maybe have not done it just to shorten the show a little bit. Mm -hmm. But but that's just nitpicking altogether. It really does feel like nitpicking. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> Trust me. I know. But if I sit here and I just say positive things for an hour about this company, everyone's like, oh, yeah, co-opted. They gave you free seats, so you're saying good things about them. Uh, so, I, you know, I have to show a little bit of uh, nitpicking comments. <laughs> uh, next it. match was Aja Kong versus Yuka Sakazaki and Emi Sakura versus Hiko Hikaru Shida Raiho and Ryo Mizunami. I hope I got all those right. Good job. Probably, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I probably did. I can barely me. read my sushi menu. So, <laughs> you know, like that was that was talented. Um, and I think that these three oh, – I'm sorry, these six people – they had probably the hardest job on the whole show because I think that out of everyone on the show, they they had, had the... to perform the hardest because they weren't as known. Like, and so by like they, the pop wasn't big when they came out, but by the end of the match, the whole crowd was chanting, "This is wrestling." And to me, that was such a powerful moment and speaks to the level of talent that AEW is bringing in. Yeah, I get a lot of shit on Twitter for well, not all the time, but sometimes because I don't watch the Joshi promotions, like the Japanese women's promotions. Um, and I sometimes said, like, I think New Japan should have women's wrestling, too. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, they have their own federation, so go watch those. Um, but they're, they're not as popular, so it's hard to kind of uh, schedule them in watching-wise. Uh, you only have so many hours in a day. Exactly. And he has to sleep. I have, thank you. Uh, and I have dogs to love. <laughs> uh, I have a girlfriend that I have to love as well. So uh, it's, not, it's only so much time in the day, like you said. Uh, but I do think that, like you said... They did a great job of getting the crowd by the end of Absolutely. the match. Absolutely. Um, you know, my my girlfriend who was there, you know, she was like, it was one of her favorite matches of the whole show, and she didn't know who any of them were. No. Uh, I thought the Freddie Mercury girl, I think it was Emmy Sakura, was hilarious. I oh. thought she was so good. And that's an element of of Japanese wrestling that I feel like needs to be more integrated over here. It's just the comedy aspect of yes. it. There were moments of it, and I feel like uh, AEW is doing a much better job at having those moments in matches where they feel authentic, not forced, and um, but it still doesn't mess up the flow of the athleticism. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, no, I think that um, the, the from what I see in a lot of the Japanese promotions, and I, I'm, I don't watch every single one of them, but uh, yeah, the, I love the comedy stuff they're, they're able to. They're just as athletic as they are entertaining. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, I think that they did a good job of showcasing multiple people at once. You know, they had, I, I obviously was familiar with Aja Kong um, from her, you know, she's a legendary women's wrestler. Um, but I think they did a good job of like showing what each woman in this was match is capable. Yeah, yep. which isn't easy with with the amount of time they had, um, and and just trying to get everyone in. But also, it's kind of like a comedy show. I think Double or Nothing was similar in the effect of like um, when you go to a comedy show, you, it's easier to make people the comedian. It's easier for the comedian to make people laugh, kinda, because mm -hmm. they're there knowing they're gonna laugh. Yeah. Um, and I think here it was like. They were re they were everyone was in there with an open mind like all right I don't know what's going on but I trust these guys to show me something cool so let's do it yeah and I if think they, they were if they were if they were put on this card they were put here for a reason yes exactly that kind of thing yes. so I, I think the crowd was receptive to it but honestly like the 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 chills I got listening to the crowd start chanting this is wrestling and I'm like oh how cool must it be to be in the ring right now. Like for those Even if women, they don't understand what people women, are saying in the crowd. They're like, exactly. They're like, I need a translator, but they sound excited. Uh, they sound like they're enjoying this. I think they're like, I think yeah, we're exactly. good guys. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I hope we see at some point uh, Aja Kong versus Awesome Kong. Uh, oh, my God. I, I think Battle of the Kongs yeah. would be amazing. I was listening to Busted Open Radio, and it was Bully Ray who said something along the line. He, he said that he, he 
put that idea out there. It would be like the mountain versus the hound. <laughs> yes, it really totally. would. I would enjoy that a lot. Uh, they, when I was in the bus, if that's I... not their outfits for that night, I, I give up, honestly. <laughs> She's got to come out with take the Take it. Enjoy that creative. She's come out with the helmet that she has to take off to exactly. look like a zombie. Uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely want to see that match down the line. I think that, that when they go face-to-face, it'll be a cool moment. I think I, when I was listening to Busted Open, they said something about uh, I think they've only wrestled once against each other. Or it was like 15 years ago or crime. something like that. Yeah, that is a crime. That's they're a both crime. awesome. Uh, well, no pun intended on that <laughs> one. But uh, our next up was Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. And to me, this was the, the match of the night. You literally just took the words out of my mouth. It I was, was going to say the, the night, exact same and thing. And it was um, just such beautiful storytelling. And, like, I teared up. And I'm, like, I'm not just saying that because I was PMSing. Like, I legitimately <laughs> I legitimately teared up because it was such good story. It was powerful storytelling. Um, and it was just y- you – I can't remember the last time a wrestling match moved me like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, what, last year at All In, Cody's match was my favorite because it felt like an old-school wrestling yeah. match. It had the NWA title. It had, like, a Rhodes in the Him match. Him getting his dad's title. But, yeah. All it that felt, stuff. It felt special. Spelt, yeah. This was just a different level. Yes. And it felt like it had so much more emotion in this match. I felt like Nick Aldis, you know, did a great job last year at All In. Uh, but the emotional factor was Cody winning. I think that winning. was some of the best wrestling Aldis has done in his career. I, it, I would say 100%. And I, and I honestly, I enjoyed them again at NWA 70. And not just because they, you know, kicked my husband in the face. <laughs> but but I, 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 I felt like there was less emotion in the match. The, the emotion was Cody winning his dad's title. Yeah. This one had so much so more many emotion. Levels. Yeah, from like, you know, because of their dad, because of their history, because of their families, kind of like have, you know, him having strife with Dustin growing up. Um all those things kind of coming to a head because they were allowed to have blood in the match, you know, because just because of so many different things that it just raised the stakes so much and and you couldn't not get into it. Like I impossible. was I was in it, the minute Dustin came to the presser with uh, the Dusty's favorite shirt on, the minute that happened, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> shit!" Just got personal, <laughs> personal. Like I was already like I was already excited for that match, but I, I think um, they just took it to a whole different level. And you know, Brandy did a great job. I loved DDP coming out to wrangle her and carry her. I was like, "Oh, the overhead pressing's really coming in handy." <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was just a great match and great storytelling from top I've been to wondering I've been wondering if DDP is going to be an authority figure of some sort in in AEW when they have their TV show. He was part of All In. Yeah. Now he was here kind of like taking Brandy away, which she's like one of the higher ups there, so you would think he has to have some say in exactly. AEW to be able to do that. Exactly. Uh, you can't like come out and, you know, spank your boss and take her backstage cuz you're mad at her, you exactly, know? Like, exactly. Um, he has to have some kind of role. I, I I'm wondering. I'm hoping. Anyway. I'm hoping. I love DDP, so I'm hoping. Um, I, and just, you know, man, that blood was intense. I, my girlfriend, she took a picture because she was in the second row, and, like, you could just see you it. You could just, like, see it. Every time, they would, every time they would put it on the big screen, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm in, like, the fifth row, and I can see it. When you can physically see the drops of blood like gushing out i was like please tell me that's a squib or something i was like please tell me that it's not real because holy shit otherwise someone needs to go check on him like, my, my girlfriend showed her dad and he was like well that's not real blood erica oh. and she's like no it was i was right there and he was like no, no. and then he, she had to like bring me over to explain that it was real blood oh. 
It was real. Yeah, he said in the in the. That's all I could tweet. Even is I was like, I'm not trying to like live tweet the entire event and ruin it for anyone that's not watching it live. But holy shit, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> and it was just like barf face, barf face, barf face. <laughs> I was like, was not prepared for that. But um, honestly, it uh, it turned Cody's hair pink. Oh, I know, and it looked pretty cool when when Cody's hair turned pink. I love that Cody didn't even go wash it out either. He finished the rest of the show behind the scenes, just covered in blood. Still, yeah, of which, course, very wrestler thing to do. I love yeah. it. Yeah. What's more credible than having your your own brother's blood in your hair? <laughs> Call the guy calling the shots, just walking around covered in blood. That's pretty. Yep. pretty badass. I. I. He. Uh, Dustin said during the media scrum that the reason it looked so intense is because he was also so sweaty, and he thinks that like the the blood the paint, mixing with the sweat the and the paint just kind of like made it look more like it was gushing. Oh yeah, it was. It was rough. Yeah, I think that also you know. I think that Dustin did a great job of showing that he was undervalued. I think that, you know, yes, obviously people love Goldust. He's one of the most famous WWE characters to come in a long time. But I think that near the end of his run, you know, past couple years, he really was only a comedy guy. I mean, he was used for comedic purposes. It comes back to what I was saying where it's like you can have someone that's super talented be in the WWE, but they're not going to have the creative – they're not going to have the creative say in what you know what happens to their character you know and what happens to their role in the company and it just goes to show you makes you wonder how much other talent we've missed out on yep. because they just weren't given a shot i think about that all the time i i think about it now you know when i'm doing the recap show with roca and he'll be harping on someone, and I say to him, like, you You're realize... Like, that's just how they're booked. That's, that's what I try and tell him all the time. Exactly. That's how they're booked. That's who they're told to be. Yes. Like, he roasts the if Iconics find, always, and I'm uh, like, dude, they can don't, go. Don't roast my girls. <laughs> Thank you. And I always try and tell him, like, no, they can go. It's just this is the way they're told to, yeah. to, to portray their characters right now. It was like Carmella. He used to do the same thing to Carmella, and then when Carmella became a face... He was like, oh, Carmella's actually good. And I'm like, like, hey, yeah. Rosa, you hate the things that are heel and you like the things that are face? Good. It's working. It's working. It's working. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, it, but, but, but bottom line is it's, it just makes you wonder how many, how many people that we've missed out on appreciating them during their time at WWE because they weren't given a shot. I mean, Cody Rhodes. I mean, Cody Rhodes, I distinctly. So take, let, him, let him take the training wheels off and we'll see what can happen. And I. I Watching what Cody Rhodes was, and I enjoyed him at WWE, but watching what he was there and seeing what he's built for himself at AEW. It's uncomparable. It's like night and day. Night and day. And you're just like, wow. Like, they were hiding this star? Yep. That's insane. That's insane. And I I remember at the time, I distinctly remember when he asked for his release, uh, my dad... I, you know, loves wrestling. I talk to him about wrestling all the time. And I, I remember on my show saying, like, man, Cody could have been the quarterback. If they, had, if they had given him that opportunity, Cody could have been the guy. But and I went remember, with butt fumble guy instead, you know. Totally. And, and, and my dad every time going, like, no, not Cody Rhodes, no. Yeah. And people going, like, you're crazy. Like, Cody Rhodes couldn't have been the man. Like, no, Cody Rhodes could have been the guy if they had given him the opportunity, and they never did. And this kind of stuff is proof that they were making a, a bad decision. And I think yeah. that all the time when I look at the roster, I go – God, if they let that person do what I know they could do, it'd be over. They'd be huge stars. I mean, mm-hmm. Matt, like if Matt Riddle, if they let Matt Riddle come onto the main roster and do what he's done everywhere else, he'll be a superstar. You know, I have a feel. But if you're one of those guys that's sitting down at NXT and you're at the top of the NXT food chain and you're looking at what's happening to Raw right now, 
Like, are you praying to God you don't get called up? Like, do you really want to go? The only it just depends. You know, it depends on what you want. It depends on what your end game is. More is it money or is it creative freedom? You know, if it, if it's if it's feeling more creatively fulfilled, then no, you'd want to stay in NXT, obviously. But I think if like I've money is your ultimate said, goal, though, then you want to go on the main roster. I've always said though, stick to who you are, and the money will find you. Like. If you are consistent with who you are and you're authentic with who you are, those opportunities will come your way. They just have to find you a different way. It's true. You know, it may not be the most conventional way and it may not be the way you thought it would happen, but it'll come. Yep. You know, and that's something that I preach to like anyone is um, even when I'm like teaching classes with like sports media stuff is they're like, what's your what's your, you know, most important advice? And I'm like authenticity. It's true. Being I, I, real. You, you have to be yourself. If you're not yourself, then why are you even doing it? And I think that that's honestly why I enjoy the show so much is that these people were all themselves. Well, their character, the character that you wanted from yes. them, you know, it felt like extensions of themselves. So a great match. I loved uh, the fact that Cody and Dustin are going to team together again now against the Young Bucks. That would be an awesome match. I love when Cody and Dustin team together. I thought they were great as a tag they team. Were. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Um, we also had the Bret Hart title presentation that came after that. Um, we're getting low on time, so I won't spend too much time on that one. But I liked they got Bret Hart there. Um, it was definitely one of those firing, you know, firing a shot kind of like, oh, we got Bret Hart. You know, he hates oh, Vince yeah. McMahon, so we got Bret Hart. Um, and I thought they did a good job of showcasing some of the other talent who you might not have seen if you didn't watch the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF was the star of the pre-show and was definitely the star of this segment. He is. So good. He's so good at being an asshole. He is so good at being an asshole. <laughs> he is the biggest I, asshole, and I love it. I tweeted something along the lines of, MJF looks like if a can of Axe body spray had a baby with Tim Tebow. <laughs> um, he, wasn't, he wasn't a fan of that. Uh, but, like, I... I really thoroughly enjoyed that segment and what they made. They made um, they made moments out of like what could have just been a throwaway segment and like here's the belts and it was something else. Yes, you know, absolutely. And then they, they everything able- in the show was done deliberately to get talent over to people that may not know them yep. yet. It was that end to start the building blocks of like what's going to be their exactly. initial feud. So I think that um, MJF and Hangman is a great one because as much as you can see that they see Hangman as one of their top faces, it's clear they see MJF as one of their top heels. I mean, oh, yeah. he he's untouchable right now. And they've done such a great job of building all that behind the scenes too on, on the road to double or nothing and being the elite. So. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> it's funny how he's become, MJF has become one of the best parts of being the elite. He's <laughs> so good on there i mean all this stuff with with cody and brandy and he was trying to feed the dog a brownie last week or whatever i was he he is so funny i honestly feel like such a dick when they get on tnt i feel like he's gonna be someone who has a chance to be a breakout star i feel like i I definitely feel that way um okay so then next was the young bucks versus lucha bros and man what a match i think that i looked back at some of those spots and i was like i don't even know how they did that like it's not physically (laughs) it's not physically possible from the laws of gravity and from just like general laws of physics how they were able to pull off some of those moves and every time i don't think that i can be impressed anymore with them somehow it happens (laughs) absolutely there was that one spot in the match and i'm gonna probably totally botch explaining it but when phoenix had you know holding hands with matt and then he like Ran up the t- you know to the top rope, kick Matt in the face, and then yeah, bounced that's exactly off the, top the rope. one where I was like, if you ask me to draw a diagram of how that happened, 
Nope, nope. Couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah, do it. I barely was able to explain it just now when I was trying, and then he finished it with the Hurricane Rana. It's so funny. I was like, yeah, he did the thing, and then he did the thing, and <laughs> then he did the other thing, and yeah, that's exactly how I would, yeah. I was sitting next to Bill after during the show. <laughs> I love him. He's great. And honestly, I could sit, after doing this at Double or Nothing, I could sit next to Bill after for every show. It was so entertaining so to get fun. his insight on everything. And the dude has watched a lot of wrestling. Oh, I mean, yeah. He has watched so much wrestling. And even he was sitting there going, I've never seen some of these spots. I've never seen someone do that. And specifically that one. He was like in amazement. He was just – he was behind me. I could just hear his voice going like, whoa, what? I've never seen that. Isn't like, it cool to hear someone that thinks they've seen everything be proven wrong? I love it. I love <laughs> it. That's why I remember it so vividly is because I was like – Man, even Bill Apter is impressed. Like yeah. Bill Apter's seen a lot of wrestling for decades and decades and decades up close in front of the ring, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know, and even if there were a lot of uh, near falls in this match, I think that you know the final three matches really did play into like what I think are going to be the building blocks of AEW. Is like um, first we had an old school wrestling match, then we had an indie style wrestling match, and then we had like an awesome main event, you know, what you'd want to see from a main event in a wrestling show. And so, um, I loved it. And I think that, you know, with the way, you know, tag team wrestling has been so, uh, botched in WWE and just, just so watered down, so poorly booked that it was cool to see. You just couldn't care less about it. Honestly. Yes, Yes. And to see like two teams just, just turn it out like that. It was like, this is what I want to yeah. see more often. You know, they, they, in their press conference for double or nothing, they basically said that they want to have the best tag team division in all of professional wrestling. And I think you're this, already there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't stop, but you're already there. Yes, absolutely. Oh, someone's walking into my, do I need to be done now? It's <laughs> not. Guess I don't need to be done yet. Um, yeah, I, I really think that, you know, the young bucks needed a big win here. I think that they needed a, a time to showcase what they can do. And I also feel like people love giving the young bucks crap for not telling a quote unquote story in the ring. But I thought it, the story in this match was very they told evident. A story. It's like, how did their necks survive that? <laughs> That's the story. I also, how their genetic freaks are able to survive some of the beatings they take. Totally. And I also felt like they were, they did a good job of showing that they haven't wrestled for a long time. I think yeah. they were trying to get across that they weren't on the same page the whole time. And it was like, the match was the Young Bucks getting back on the same page and being like the best tag team that they are yeah. able to be. Um, so I like that all together. And I, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to when they have like an actual tag team title belts because I, I mean, they can't have the AAA tag yeah, titles as no. their main tag titles for very long. You think? I feel like all out they'll have the women's and the tag team titles. I think the the, the belts, will, the titles will keep coming. Yeah, you know, it just. Start small. Yeah, start small for sure. They're like, we kind of blew our budget on Pyro, so the titles are going to have to take a side. <laughs> Dude, I, man, I hope that they have Pyro on the show like every week, that it's not just for pay-per-views. I love it. It adds such a cool element to the show. It really does. It really does. And I'm not just saying that because I had to use my inhaler like four times because I was so close to it. Um, <laughs> but it, it really does add something. Yeah, it was funny that it was like, we're the first uh, – we got the first sensory room. It's like, yeah, you're going to have to you're go to the sensory room with all the pyro that's going on. Yeah. I love that they have that initiative, though. As someone that's done a lot of work, um, you know, with children with autism, like, it's such a cool thing to 
that they, um, you know, my mom works with a lot of uh, children with autism with the school district. And that's like the one thing that whenever it's in like their, their goodie box for behaving, they all want wrestling stuff. Really? All, oh, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm constantly hitting up my friends being like, hey, you know, can you get me this? Can you get me this? Because the kids love it. Like, you're their favorite. And so, like, whenever they go to reach in, it's always wrestling things that they go for. So those sensory rooms, like, they are it's such a cool initiative that it's such a big part of what they're doing. Yeah. I think it's very smart. Some of the stuff they're doing, you know, I think they did a good job. It goes along with their message that wrestling for all. Absolutely. I think that it was smart to start off the show with family. Like they had a family singing, you know, they talked about the sensory stuff. So I think it was, it was, there was a lot of calculated things that were very subtle, but smart to do regardless. And I think they didn't feel um, contrived. No, it never felt like it was being done. To like, to, to, what's the like for brownie points? I yeah. feel like there was it was coming from a genuine place, you mm-hmm. know. Um, okay, last the main event we had Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Um, Jericho wins clean with the Judas effect, that new elbow thing he's doing. Um, I think okay, I I love I thought Chris Jericho was gonna win. I, I thought it from the beginning. I don't think they got that move over enough to end it with that though. It was very like. Wait, it's over? Like that after this great show? Like mm-hmm. that was the ending? Even the great match. Because this is a great match, but it ended so suddenly and without much fanfare. But at the same time, I think that the they're fanfare, built- honestly, but that's how I knew something else was gonna happen. Me too. You know what I mean? They had to end on a high note. They had to end on a high note, and it's like if they had such a crazy finish, how would how would Moxley have impacted that? Agreed. Or would it have diminished his return? You know, so I think that everything was done, you know. Everything was done the way it was supposed to be done. Agreed. I think that, you know, I, I guess the WWE fan in me is is so conditioned to being like, well, I mean, Moxley could have just distracted Kenny Omega and then Jericho wins. But clearly they wanted to drive home the fact that they're not going to have screwy yeah. finishes like that. They're going to have all clean finishes, which you can't make that last forever. You know what's funny to me is like watching Mox come out, I was like, oh. This is the feeling that WWE wanted you to have when they brought out Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Like, they wanted you to be this excited. And I'm like, I – I, granted, I watched that at home. I just didn't feel it. I think they also wanted you to feel that excited when Dean Ambrose came back from his injury a few months ago. Didn't feel it. And you just didn't – it didn't have didn't that – Like, it was cool, but it was like, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah, you're like, oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this time you were like, oh, this is – this is different because this is what he wants to be yeah. like this. He clearly left a high paying job where he was making lots of money, could have coasted forever until he retired. And it was like, no, it he just wants goes something to more. show you job security is not as important as creative freedom when you've been doing it for so long, because if you're not happy doing what you're doing, what are you doing it for? Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that, that, that is why I enjoyed it so much is like, you know, that like, cause, if you've seen, if you were aware of John Moxley before he became Dean Ambrose, and I'm not going to front like I was some giant fan of no. his, but I watched the cool promos that would be on the yeah. internet at the time, and it was like this electric person where you got like, this guy is he's off the rails, yeah, like you, this guy is going to kill someone, <laughs> you know. And I never, I shouldn't say never, because I think at the beginning he that was there were glimmers of it yes but and it seemed like that it was just got more and more watered down well, i think the more popular the shield became the less they wanted him to be like that because they saw the shield as like this is our group that we're yeah. gonna say this was the future like they came in they 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 changed the game and i yeah. think that 
because it just of makes that, you feel bad for him though, because you're like, how many days did he get up? Like time to make the donuts, yep. you know, like time to go be that guy, yep. you know, when he just really wanted to do this. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's interesting too, because it's not, it's not that much different yet, but it will be. It, it's enough to where you go. This is cool. This is pretty cool. I don't know. I was watching, I, I was watching him basically just manhandle Omega. Like he carried him down the aisle right next to me. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is savage. This is savage. Uh, it just felt different. I liked when the broadcast went off the air, too, how happy he was to middle to use his middle finger. Yeah. He's like, it was like he was glowing. He was so happy that he was able to finally use a middle finger in professional wrestling again. He was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And so uh, I, I think that. Once more for good measure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I do think that having Moxie on the show was important. I think that they needed one big moment at the end of the show to drive home the fact that, like, like, not only are the fans happy about this, but the industry is happy yeah. about this, too. And, and you know, I think even showing um, the backstage, like, quote-unquote, gorilla position or whatever you want to call it uh, on Being the Elite this week, they showed uh, the Young Bucks and Cody and all those guys reacting to Moxley's entrance and how happy they were backstage. Like, yeah, we nailed it, you know? And you could see uh, the veterans that are that are pumped on it. And it just, it just felt... Like something is happening, and mm-hmm. I think that the the combining the feeling of there being something happening with like these guys are cool is so important. I think that that's one of the reasons wrestling has become less popular is the cool factor. Like, yeah, yeah I know that WWE is making tons of money. WWE is making tons of money. They're incredibly successful, but I think they've lost that cool factor. I don't think mm-hmm. that there's anyone that goes like, oh, WWE is cool you know yeah and i think that that's important for to me i don't even look at their t-shirt drop and think oh. that so oh. shout out to pro we, wrestling we, we've discussed this before <laughs> oh that you and i go back and forth all the time where i'm like why Dude. why did they need the i want the man shirt so bad i don't want the dumb logo on it <laughs> it's the worst it's the worst so. the, the, the logo's down here and the, oh, it's the worst and that new brock party one is ugly yeah, it's like, why don't you put your Twitter handle on it while you're at it? You know? Really nail home that, like, JV squad look. It's just not, no. No, it's so bad. It's so bad. I all the time feel that way when I'm like, I can't buy that shirt. I yeah. want to buy that shirt, but I can't. I know we're on the same page here with that one. All yeah. right, well, I'm running out of time here. I think I've already gone over. So I got to end it here. Overall, though, you like the show? You already said that, right? You liked it overall? I'm so pumped. I'm going to be working um, I'm gonna be working in Jacksonville with them. Oh, cool. For a fight for the fall. Great. So I'm pretty pumped. Because that's that. not connected to StarCast, so that's that, there's not a StarCast thing for that, so that's no. different than the ones you've been that, That's oh, good yeah. news, right? That's, that's like a thing. Great. Um, I'm, I'm booked for that. Yeah. And I just, I mean, trying to like act like I've been there before, but I haven't been there before, and it's a, it's a really cool feeling. Hell yeah, So dude. I'm pumped to be a part of that, and then um, praying to God that I get booked on something for All Co- In 2. Cody, Brandy, get her on board. <laughs> what are you guys doing? How are you? What, come on. What are you guys doing here? You just you just want to be a part of it because it's something special, and they make you feel like you're included. Yes. And I feel like that's the way they make anyone they come in contact with, whether they're fans, whether they're employees. You know, they, they just make everyone feel like you're a part of this. Absolutely. You're a part of something that we may never see happen again in wrestling. A- in Absolutely. our lifetime. Absolutely. And that's why I am rooting for all elite wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if they can make a change, great. Because the change is needed. Yeah. If you can make other people better themselves, isn't that what you want? Yeah. Elevate the game. That's what I want to see. Yes. I, I want wrestling Raise to be elevated. The bar. Yeah. Because I, I have been saying, before, even before the TNT show got announced, I have been saying that I feel like 
in a year from now, well, now it'll be less than a year. So eight months from now, six months, eight months from now, I feel like wrestling is going to be in a very different place than it's at right now. I and think... I am really excited to see where that is. Me too. Me too. It's with the Fox thing and the TNT thing for AEW, I really feel like we're on the cusp of like cool wrestling again. Let the games begin. Fingers crossed. All right, Jen, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, at Jennifer Sturger. Um, that's all my socials. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Um, and hopefully I'll see you guys at Jacksonville at Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen. Those tickets are going on sale soon. Like soon. Yes. I think, well, Fighter Fest is Fighter Fest first. is tomorrow. Yeah. And then the, the other tickets. And then Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen. Make sure you guys keep your eyes out for that. Jacksonville. Sturger's going to be there. You got to go. Day. Decker, Jennifer Decker, Sturger. You, <laughs> same thing. You, you, Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> and you can check out ProWrestlingSheet.com. It's where we post all the top stories throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. Make sure you guys like, subscribe while you're there. And if you want to listen to the podcast only, make sure you go Google. Google. Make sure you look at all the major podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. And keep your eye on the sheet. ProWrestlingSheet.com It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.